Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have a bit of a cold today, if you can tell by my voice, but um feeling okay, like energy-wise. And I have Victor Manzo here today. He's a business mindset coach, formerly a chiropractor. And we just spent about 20 minutes talking about health stuff because I guess my cold kind of inspired that, but I wanted to welcome Victor to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So where are you located, actually? I just moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, originally from Chicago, born and raised. Oh, okay. I'm originally from New York City. And I lived in Northern Virginia for 18 years. And then I'm now outside Charleston, South Carolina. I heard Charleston is very beautiful. It is. It's awesome. It is so fun to live somewhere where people vacation and I get to be here year round. I love that. So yeah, wait, wait. Knox, Knoxville, is that where in Tennessee? That's Eastern Tennessee. So we're right next to the, literally right now, we're right 40, 30, 40 minutes from the Smoky Mountains. Oh, awesome. Gorgeous. I love the Smoky Mountains. That area, the Appalachian Mountains there, like North Carolina and, the, and Eastern Tennessee is just breathtaking and that's kind of one of the things that pulled us plus many other things but that was one of them um just be able to see them on our drive or wherever we're going because we live in east we live we live in west knoxville so we it's hard to us to see them but when i'm going on the expressway i'm like oh there they are they're right there love it yeah and right now is the peak of the fall foliage right it's just yeah so i mean it's where i'm at it's just starting so we're getting those like little reds and lime greens and it's just yeah. gorgeous and i told my wife i'm like we're gonna <clears> probably <throat> i would love to get up early on one of the mornings in a couple of weeks and just drive to the smokies and just see it yeah it's so breathtaking i miss that part of the seasons is the fall colors because we don't get that here like I, we got a like couple of rogue maple trees around but most of the trees stay green or they just like turn brown and fall off so they're not pretty but we don't get any snow <laughs> there's always a benefit out of there you know it's uh coming from chicago it's funny because our first winter was last year um in december and february and january february and they had one day of like three inches a little over of snow and everyone was like oh my god this was so much snow and i'm just like yeah, this is this is like a light flurry for us, you know, uh, in Chicago. This is nothing, and um, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, and then two days later, it's, most of it's all melted. The that day, all the sidewalks and driveway in the street was already melted, and the next day, it was already starting to melt down. I was like, I can enjoy this anytime. I can get used to this winter any day. Yeah, it actually snowed here in 2016 when we first moved here, and I was pissed off because I was like, I moved down here 
to get away from the snow. And why did it snow? But it never snowed again. <laughs> so you used to be a chiropractor and you became dissatisfied with that. And we talked a little bit about work-life balance before we started recording. But, you know, I wanted to get into some of the things that you are an expert in and what have you come to learn? Like, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up being a coach. Yeah, oh, this would be a fun one. Um, so, yeah, I started out as a, a chiropractor and, and it's one of those things I didn't plan on being a chiropractor. It wasn't like I had a choice, like when I was a kid and I was like, I want to be a chiropractor. Um you know, in our profession, most of the time, we always say chiropractic finds us. Uh, and that's kind of what happened to me at 19, where my whole world, where I thought health was exercising, eating right, taking supplements, all that stuff um, was going to be the answer. And then at 19, I'm playing rugby for Arizona State on their club team. And uh, talk about mass. I mean, I was in the best shape conditioning wise and, and working out wise. I was the strongest I was ever. But yet... Uh, my health kept getting worse and worse every month. And it was just really puzzling. And that's then I went to a chiropractor eventually after a year and changed my life around. And I even got in the best shape physically in four months of being going under chiropractic care. Uh, my body, I went down to 10% body fat and I was just like blown away of how shredded I got. And I'm like, I didn't do anything different. Like nothing changed, nothing, absolutely nothing changed up chiropractic. And so that was kind of interesting. And that's what propelled me to go into become a chiropractor. But it was one of those things where I let the mind dictate my life the first five years. Um, while I was in chiropractic school, I studied energy medicine outside of it, um, many different techniques, uh, and that opened up the world to quantum physics and, and uh, spirituality and all this fun stuff. But when I got into business, it was all like mind, right? I, I was studying all the best chiropractors, studying business, and that was like, okay, this is what I have to do. I got to read 80, 120 books a year. I got to listen to these things. I got to download information's power, not knowledge is power. Now more knowledge, more money, more impact. So I'm like, all right, great. That's what I need to do. Well, in five years, I hit that mark. I hit my financial peak, but I was burned out and exhausted. And that was a pivotal point in my pivotal moment in my life because that from there, I almost thought about not practicing anymore. At that point, I was telling my wife, I was because she worked, she managed the office, and I said. I'm unfulfilled. I thought us making this much money and having a huge impact in our community would be everything I wanted. And it wasn't. And I literally, I was like, maybe I'm going to go into something else. I just don't know. And then long story short, we ended up doing some soul seeking. And I said, you know what? We're going to change the way we do our office because I'm unhappy with it. And we're going to go in a different direction. This is right. I became, I focused on pediatrics uh, and a lifestyle type office. And from there, um, I took a 40% hit, 40% hit on my business on purpose to reconfigure to where I wanted it to be. But the only difference this time is I tapped into said, you know what, I'm not going to try studying to learn anymore. I'm a magnet. That's what I've always learned. Everything comes to me. It's just where my vibration is. And so I was like, if I if, if I truly am the creator of my life, then I can dictate what my success is going to be. And so at that point, I, I declared that a year and a half later, we're back at our financial peak. I was working 50, over 50% less. And no burnout. I haven't had burnout since 2016, 17, uh, early 17. And for that, I was kind of like, here we go. I'm happy. I'm enjoying the process. And um, so that's where I started getting into coaching because I was like, entrepreneurs need to know this because they do too much. Humans just do too much. We don't be as much anymore. But that's where I got into it. But after a couple of years, about you know 2019, 
2020, that's was where I was starting, especially when COVID hit. I started to go, you know, how I think I was telling my wife, I'm like, I think I want to get more into coaching. I just don't feel like I have a reach like I do. Like I have a good influence in our community. We're helping so many people. All our patients are like family to us. <clears throat> but there's just, I felt like there was something bigger for me. And universe was kind of whatever intuition was coming through and just saying, you're going to have to take a big, if you want to go that route, you're going to have to make a big shift in your life. And I was just like, well, I'm not happy living in Illinois either. So might as well, let's look at that. It took a few years for us before we made that choice to move. Um, but that's when we moved to Knoxville and I let my practice go. Um, and we were trying to sell it, but it just wasn't working out. And so we let the, let the practice go and we moved to Knoxville and that's where I've been doing coaching full time. And this is where, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's exciting and it's in its own unique way. I mean, I was, I'm still excited about chiropractic. Eventually I want to get back into it, but at the same token, I'm also, this is just fulfilling in a whole different aspect. Um, and I just love doing what I do. So that feeling that you had to do something big, have you always had that feeling? Yes, it's, it's, it's always been there. Um, it was in there when I was a kid, I always felt like there was just something that I was destined to do that was going to be, and not even that I, I, you know, when I got into chiropractic school and I was going into the energy healing stuff, I started to get into, you know, talking to psychic mediums and I started to talk to mediums to connect, you know, to the other side. And it was always like, you're, you know, I checked numerology out and it'd be like, oh yeah, you're a, you're a master number. That means you got something big. So I always felt like I was something, I always felt like I had that that I'm here for something big. And then I had, I needed that proof in some way. Um, and so numerology talks about it. I've never had a medium not tell me it um, in all these other things. So it's, it was, those are like confirmations for me uh, in some way, shape or form. So are you an 11? Yeah. I'm technically, what is it? 11? Yeah. I'm a two, but I, it, add, it adds up to 11. However I say that. Yeah. Yep. The interesting thing is my husband's um, birth date is 11. Let me think. He's got multiple 11s in his birth date, but he's not spiritual, not to the extent that I am. And when I've connected to my guides, they told me he's here to support me being spiritual. So that's not his mission. That's my mission. But he's here to support my mission, which is kind of cool. Isn't that amazing <clears throat> how that works? Yeah. My, so my I want to oh. tell you that I am one of those people that always felt like I was here for a reason. And when I was younger, I would see the struggle and the pain occurring in the world and wonder why this was not fixable or why nothing was being done or not enough was being done about it. And I always, always been very good at discerning the truth, you know, like I could tell that people were lying on TV <laughs> as a kid. You know, I'd watch a president in the 1980s talk on TV and I was like, that guy's lying. I don't like him, you know, but yeah, so my mission is go big or go home. I'm not going home right now. It's going to be a while. So you got to think big and go big. So similar mission, mission for sure. So why are people struggling now? Let's talk about 
struggle in general? Yeah, I mean, the main struggle, why we struggle in life is just resistance. I mean, that's the main cause when you really look at it. But let's take that a little further. We live in our minds nowadays. You know, mind always creates resistance. And information error is great, but we live in our heads. I mean, and we've been doctrined this way in so much. And when we live in the mind, we, we start to lose the beauty of life. That's why we're seeing so much depression on the rise, mental health going down the tube, especially after lockdowns was even made it worse. And when you when you think about that, you just look, I mean, that's why I always say life's going to give show us the feedback, right? So it's like, and so I'm always like, when I feel that and I see that and I, I, I went through it and, and it's one of those things where when I go through it, then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what's going on in life that if we are living in our mind, what do we see? And you can just tell people we live more in a, a fake book world. I hate saying it like that, but it's just, it is in some way because, or just in life in general, I'm, the new thing is I'm doing great. I'm busy. Everything's great in my life, but is it really right? Are we really, ha- we don't, we don't, you know, share an essence of our, where we truly are. Um, but yeah, living in the mind and, and letting mind dictate our life is going to create resistance. resistance. It makes things way more complex. And uh, it sometimes it, it will also slow things down to where of what you want to achieve, or sometimes make, make it way harder to get to that point. And so the thing that the more we create resistance, the more we're going to struggle in life until we learn to just let that go. So um, how do, what's the alternative to living in the mind? You got to live in the heart. You got to live in the feelings. We got to go back to what we did. I always say humans are in a state where we're, 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 we're not, you know, we look at, Oh, we're so evolved compared to our, our, where we've been humanity wise. And I always look and I go, no, we're, 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 we've lost. We're trying to play catch up to the past. Right. Because the past was way more, they were connected, right? There was this mm-hmm. like honor. There was, there's all these principles about life that we don't really hold on to as much anymore because we live again from the mind as the head center and we have to get out of the mind and get back into the heart. This is what I do in coaching. Like I work with business owners and business and entrepreneurs and so forth. And I'm literally telling them, I got to get you out of your mind and get back in the heart. And they're just like, what are you talking? I'm like, I'm like, because look at what, look at where you are. This, and I have to walk them through this process. And then show them that. And you, how do we get out of our how do we get out of our head? Well, we got to learn to feel. What do those feelings mean? We call it intuition, right? A gut feeling or something along those lines. And you have to, in some way, shape, or form, start to do that because that's unique to what matters for you. Right. And so this is why we have so many people just, how do I be successful? And they're all copying all these people, right? How do I have a side hustle? I go on TikTok, learn from all these people, and it's just like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And then you're miserable down the road or not happy or unsatisfied, or even like me following all the most successful chiropractors and following what they say, plus all the best business advice that I get my hands on, plus self-help, personal development, and all the motivational speakers. Trust me, I, when I go deep and wide, I go deep and wide on a lot. If I learn something, I'm going to go as deep as I can, as wide. And I did all that. And I was unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. You know, it was mind-blowing. I, I, I wish I could, like, just share the energy and you can just feel. You know, it's just mind-blowing where I was. Like, I couldn't believe that, how I was not as happy as I was. Because, again... It was all this. I was leading my whole business by my mind. And when I started to let go, when you get into the play of life, this is where we get to play with life. We trust the process. You don't know what the next step is going to be, but guess what? It's going to come. It's going to show up eventually when you're ready and learning to trust again. You know, the mind doesn't like uncertainty. And I think sometimes in life, well, things don't happen because of just whatever. They happen because, you know, from a grand, like this was, you know, look at COVID, right? That was a, that was a global effect. Well, one of the things that did, it was it put humanity into a state of uncertainty. 
And, you know, was that needed? I think so. I mean, there's other things that came up and whatnot, but the uncertainty factor, we're so stuck in our mind. We had it, we had a, you know, how do we, how can we get them out? And a lot of people, they, they started to see what really valued more. I mean, I had client patients and stuff. They were like, I don't know if I want to go in the office anymore. And I don't want to do, I don't know if I want to do this job anymore. Oh, you know, when things are starting to turn back around, they're like, I, I don't, this is not for me. And it was amazing because they were starting to choose what value to them. Some people didn't, but some did. And so um, it's it's really getting out of our, you know, getting back into that heart, feeling the intuition, going back to being a kid again. That's like the essence of what I teach. How do we get yeah. back to being a kid? That's the same advice I give my clients because I get a lot of clients that are interested in what I do, you know, Reiki, energy healing, shamanic healing. They're dabbling and playing, you know, like we did years ago, trying different things. And I'm still dabbling, you know, I'm always learning for sure. Like I consider myself a scholar, but, um, you know, I said, how do you feel about it? Like when you think about tarot, for example, you're saying you're interested in tarot. How do you feel about tarot? Are you intrigued? Are you excited? Are you interested? The excitement's the important part, I think. It has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with your mind. It's your feeling. How do you feel about it when you think about trying it or learning it? And then sometimes you learn it and you're like, hmm, this wasn't as good as I thought it would be, or I'm not feeling as pulled toward this. That's happened to me too. I learned something and I'm like, I learned Akashic record reading and I didn't really enjoy doing it as much as the other things that I was doing. So you get to pick and choose and it's okay to let it go, right? It's okay to say, hey, I know how to do this, but I don't want to do this all the time. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that that's a great way to go because you're. I'm the same way. Like I, I always tell people, don't call me a master or this or that. I go, I'm a student of life. So yeah. I love learning. I love learning new things. And it is sometimes things like I learn things just because I maybe I'm interested. I'm so curious about life. So sometimes I'm like, I'm going to go learn this. And sometimes is it going to benefit? I'm like, I don't care if it, if I may use it or not. I, I if I feel I feel like I'm interested. It's pulling me. I want to know why that's pulling me there. Yeah. And I'll go and then I'll be like. That was cool. There's a couple of things I took from it that I can use in my life and so forth. But the rest, it just didn't, it didn't align like I thought it was going to. And that's fine. And, you know, and then there's times where I feel something I'm like, nope, need to learn this. This is definitely something I want to take on. This is something definitely. And I just feel that a strong pull. It's something it's like really like, I don't know how to explain it for me. It's like from my, from my, my heart to my stomach. It's a very deep grounding feeling. And I'm just like, okay, yep, that that means I know when I get that feeling, mm -hmm, just going to go do it. And then it's like, yeah. yeah, wow, there was more than I thought that was going to show up there. Well, I'm, it, it feels like a pull, like like there's a, a rope in the center of your torso. And it's like you're getting pulled towards something and you can't stop thinking about it. You can't, when you think about it, you get, excited and distracted and then you've got to go do that you've got to pursue it you know sometimes too like my guides will get on top because like i don't know who's what and i think this is like who's talking to me and what is or who who's really directly communicating to me but i'll feel sometimes they will they make me feel anxious because it's, it's a yes. form of excitement because i'm excited 
Yep. But there's an anxiousness. Like I can't, cause like, I remember like my third book, I always share the story. I mean, all my books did this, but when my third book was coming, I'm, I'm in the, so just to give a pre- preference of the backstory at this time, it was November. I'm literally, my wife's pregnant. I am getting ready to move out of state and I'm in a month I'm closing down my business. And yet a book kept coming to my brain. It just kept coming in a book, a book. And my attention kept going there. And I'm like, I am not, no, not now. I got way too much on my plate. And so then I get this, like, and it would keep coming and I get this like anxiousness and I'm like, all right, guys, I feel that. And then I feel like a push, like they're pushing behind my shoulders. And I'm just like, okay, if I, how about if I, so I have to now making a deal with them. I'm like, well, what if I just have my cover guy make a cover for now? And then we'll see if it comes out the way I want it to be in my head. And he does it on the first shot. And then I mean, what normally I know there's gonna be some tweaking, but I was like, how's that work? And they're like, go do that first. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go do that. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I have a cover and I'm sitting there going, dang, that's everything I wanted. I mean, there's some tweaking, very little, but I was like, holy cow. And I was like, okay. Then, then the anxiousness went away. So I was like, good. Yep. I, made, I made the move. And then all of a sudden, end of January, first week of February, it comes 10 times stronger. And I was like, Okay, guys, I get I have to write a book. I'm trying to also get the business going here to get, you know, <laughs> trying to figure everything out. And they're just like, time to write the book. Let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> so I tell my wife, I look at her, I said, honey, I'm, I, it's time to write the book. Like, I need to write a book. And she's just like, all right. I said, here's how I'm going to do it. And uh, this is what we'll do. And she's like, yeah, go ahead. And that was it. So, yeah, it's, it's funny how it's, um, they're comical. I mean, I always tell people too, as you know, the spiritual realms, we take it, it seem like, I mean, I grew up Italian Roman Catholic, so I thought it was very strict and certain rules to it. Um, but then when I started to play with this more and started to trust more and get into it more, man, I swear they are the funniest, uh, most comical. They will make fun of me and sometimes in a good way, like the energy is good. So like when I said, like, sometimes I'd be like, come on, Mr. Smarty Pants, you thought you couldn't figure that one out, huh? And, and then, and some people are like, well, they don't talk like that. I'm like, the energy's funny. It's, it's like a kid talking. It's not like it's the energy's like someone reaming me in some way so i'm laughing when they say it so i'm like i can't uh um but it's amazing how in going through that i had to learn how to trust that again but this is this is what i teach a lot of my clients too is like you know getting to knowing that i don't tell them hey your spirit guides or your guardian angels or, or i don't tell them those things unless they're open to it but um but i'll tell you, you'll get a pull or you'll get a feel yeah. and once you get used to that and you learn that and then I do some stuff on mindset with alignment and so forth so that we are aligned to the soul so that you can really, this is when it really comes in more. Um, but it's, uh, it's cool. You don't have to think anymore. It's just, it's the, the, it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, I did this in chiropractic where the techniques I chose, I didn't have to think. So what it means is that I'm accessing the body to see what it needs. And I just make the adjustment. So I take me out of the picture, which I want that to be that way because I'm, I, the, the body knows a gazillion times more than what I know. And so I rather just use the power of that and do that. And it's kind of the same thing. And I've taken all those principles and I've used it in my, my coaching where it's like, I'm not here to tell you something. I'm not going to tell you what to do at all. I'll teach you how to think, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's going to be, you're going to have to, you're going to have to experience this. You're going to have to work through this. And so my coaching is a little different than what people want, but I don't want to be part of the, I can make myself successful by just doing what everyone else does and go into the same system of telling people what to think and how to think, telling them what to do's and put cookie cutter systems in place. But that's not the essence of who we are. It minimizes who they really are. What's their purpose? What, what do they need to experience? And so, and it's not unique to what they need. And so that's what I kind of try to do is like, no, I'm going to work on what you need, not what, you know, here's a system to use and just do it until it works. 
I get a lot of, I've gotten a lot of readings too. And if the listeners are interested in getting readings from psychic mediums, like I highly recommend it because they're really going to help you learn about who you really are as an interdimensional person. Um, and for a while, I, you know, I once in a while I like to have a reading. I don't have them as often as I used to, but I was getting readings for a while and all my guides were communicating that I already knew what I wanted to do and that I just had to figure it out on my own. And I was like, but I'm paying the psychic medium to give me guidance. So why don't you tell me right now? You know, but you know, they don't really want to tell you because they want to don't want to interfere with your free will. So they leave it open a lot. But then I got the message and I was like, okay, well, this is where I have to go into how I feel about things and be open to what happens and, and go with the flow. Yeah. It's, it's, and here's the, here's the thing a lot of people don't know about readings with psychic mediums and so forth. I have, I actually have one tomorrow. Cause I just, I haven't, I don't get them as much either. And I, I really don't like, I was telling my wife, I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, you know, I was telling her, I'm like, I just, I need some, I just need to talk to the other side. I haven't done that. I used to do it every like six months. And now I haven't done it like in two, three years. <clears throat> and I'm like, I need one just because I'm at a place. And I think I already know, I already feel like I know the answers because most time when I go there, they're telling me stuff I already know. And yeah. but I'm like, I just, I just need that confirmation because yeah. like, I'm at a place in my life where my mind is just, uh, it's hard to tame the horse. I say sometimes, and, and I'm in a period of my life where it is hard. I'm being honest. I, I teach this stuff all the time, but I also tell people I'm human. Like there's times things come up in my life and I'm just like, man, this is a deep one. This is some deep healing I'm going through. There's a, there's some deep stuff here that I got to work through. And my mind will sometimes play games with me. And, and no matter what the modalities I use, whether it's breath work, meditation, cryotherapy, going to, you know, cleansing, I cleanse my energy every single day right now. Cause I'm just like, I'm trying to ground as best I can. And, and I'm like, you know what? I just need to connect. Um, but here's an interesting fact. Not a lot of people know, because when you hear about, oh, going to a psychic medium, now it's pop I think it's getting popular. I have some clients that do this work and their their books are filled. But presidents do this. United States presidents, presidents of other countries reach out to them. I mean, Hitler had someone that he used often to get advice from to make choices. Like this is not something that is just something that's been done. We're talking 1940s, they were doing that. Yeah. Um, and it's been done still to this day. They reach out. Even, even Donald Trump was using one at, at some point, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's something that it is used often. Um, but I love spirit in many ways because they only tell you, like you're saying, like you they tell you, like, oh, you already know, but you just have to go through it. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, you know, like I, I already know that. And they'll just be like, <laughs> that's part of life, you know? And they only can tell you, they only could tell you anything that is only that makes that only is not going to interfere with your life experience. But sometimes, sometimes it can be very specific. Like one time I was, I had signed up for this multi-month coaching and it was, it was going well, but then the coach kind of crossed my boundary and I was really angry about that. And I wanted to quit. You know, I wanted to walk away and Isis is one of my guides and she came in and she said, wait two weeks because there's something that you need to learn. There's something you need to hear. Just hang in there for two weeks. And if you want to quit after that, do that. So, you know, like my childish self was like, okay, fine, but I don't want to, you know? 
I'm not happy about this, but I'm going to listen to you because obviously I need to listen to Isis when she tells me specifically what to do. And I did, and I got over it. I wasn't angry anymore. It didn't matter after two weeks so much. So I finished the program. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's times that they will get specific. Um, <laughs> there, There is. I've had some that are blunt, like... My it's funny because my grandfather, when, when he first passed, it was in 2011. I waited until I think it was like 2012. It was it was over a year. And uh, and then I connected and we, we chatted all the time. And it's funny. Sometimes it'll be specific because at the time, my wife and I were we weren't married yet, but he, we weren't married at all yet. Or even in, I don't even think we were engaged yet. And he was like, let's go. You got to get your children ready. The children are sitting here. I'm with them. Let's go. You got to get got to get that that boat rolling. And I was like, man, what do you got to get? I'm like, we're not even. No, we're not even. And he's just like. He go and I didn't, he was trying, what he was trying to tell me then it was, was like, that's going to be the, he didn't, the way it was being coming through was like, you're going to, this is something you're, you, it's going to, it's going to give you a whole nother purpose and meaning in life. And everyone's like, well, that's common sense. And, you know, you have a kid, it's going to change things in a good way. Um, but I had my daughter just three months ago, a little over three months ago. And it's one of those things where I sit back now and I'm like, now I know what he meant. Dang it. I knew I should, I was feeling the energy, but I didn't feel it as deep. Now I hear him. He just laughs at me and he jokes and he's just like, this is what I was trying to tell you. You see that? You see how you have shifted in a, such a better way? Like you've opened up. And I'm like, that's what you're trying to say. Okay. So the point I'm trying to share all that is it was specific, but I let my mind get in the way and not just trust the process sometimes. So, yeah. So one of the techniques that you propose is to get really excited about your day in order to manifest so how do you do that? Because I know I struggle with that, just getting excited. And I do what I love, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm still resisting it. And I'm still having a hard time feeling excited all the time or motivated. So what would be the tips or advice for someone like me? Yeah, no. And this happens to a lot of people. Um so one of the things I always share is like, you can do, there's a couple few, there's a, I, I'll give a bunch, um, a, a few different ones. <clears throat> so, okay. I'm writing notes. <laughs> yeah. So you can go into, so you step into the spirit or quantum realm and you can go into your future self. Okay. So some people recommend this. This is a lot of Joe Dispenza stuff. He, he talks a lot about this, okay. how you go into the future self of who you want to become. Right. And who does that look like? What is the things that you are, you're being, you're, you know, you're, how you're thinking, how your emotions are. Some people get excited about thinking about their future self, right? Because in the reason why it's hard for us to um, not get so excited so much is sometimes our bodies are stuck in the past. Our body is the body is the form of karma in a sense. It's the actions and choices of the past that lead us to where we are. And a lot of times it triggers the mind to think that today is just going to be another day like yesterday. Today is just going to be another day like last week. Today is going to be the and so the power of this work is to get you out of that, see into the future and focus there, right? And I don't even want to say future because when you go in the quantum, there's no time. You're just picking yourself of what you want to experience and then hold into that emotion and then let that element excite you. Now, some people, it works. This works beautifully for some people. For me, sometimes it works wonderfully, but there's sometimes it doesn't. So then what's second? No, it's option number two. Go into your past and find something that excites you, right? For me, this is what I, I think this is one of the things my grandfather was trying to tell me. I now 
it's a piece of cake to get excited. I imagine my holding my daughter in my arms or she does this unique little thing with me where she looks at me. My wife had to take a picture and she looks like I'm when she looks at me, she's like, she thinks the way she looks is like she's looking at a God or something. She'd be just be like starstruck like that. But then she'll do like this smile and that smile just lights me. up. I could be in a bad mood or I just, let's say my headspace isn't where I want it to be. And I'll go down and she'll do that smile. It's gone. And I'm just like, man, the power kit that you have is unreal. And, but it's thinking of something in the past for me, like when it came to um, before my daughter, sometimes I go on speaking events or I do stuff like this. And I really want to get my energy to like the highest level I could possibly think of. I, I played a lot of sports. There was a lot of events and times in sports where game was on the line. I'm the one that, you know, what pushed it through to make it happen. Or I threw out the guy or I had made the hit. That was what helped us win in baseball or something like that. And that gets me excited. So it's taking my energy to that place and revving me up in that way. So those are two of the easiest ones um, that some people usually works for the most part. For me, meditation is what does it. It takes me to nothing. It takes me to ground zero again. I'm in the zero point field. And once I get there, I've trained my mind enough now to where then it's like, hey, this is a new possibility. I'm excited about this. You know, I get grateful. Gratitude is another one. I get gratitude, have a lot of gratitude of where I'm at in my life and what I have in my life. Even may things may not be where they are. I mean, here's an example. I, I like to be very transparent with people to understand where I'm at. Like when I first made the shift to go full-time coaching, I took a 90% hit financially because, I mean, I was doing it only as a side business. It wasn't my full business. My chiropractic was everything. So was there were some moments sometimes in my life? Was it hard to, you know, especially when you have a couple of leads and then it'll turn out to work out? Yeah, there's some fear that kicks in, but- it's, you know, for me, meditation has been the, the, the tool that resets me and then just says, tomorrow's a new day. I'm grateful for where I am. I'm grateful I had that. Look what I learned from that. Look what I could have get better at. Look how I was communicating or look where I had to shift my energy to attract better client or clients that align with what I do more. I don't say better clients, just clients that align with what I do. Um, and so these are things that you can, you can, you can do. Now, another one, I said, I have a lot of them. I could talk, I could do a whole podcast on this. But here's another one I share some people. Let's say those are all hard for you. Go take a cold shower or jump in cold water. Yeah, I've heard that's really powerful. I have. I, I finally, and I've been doing cryo, cryo, or cold, or cryotherapy <clears throat> for over eight years. Um, I finally invested in a, a plunge because the the deep, the plunging is so much more effective than cold. I don't like cold showers. Like, it's not yeah, that I can't too. handle the cold. It's just... I got to adapt to one hit. Then I turn to the side, I get hit with another, then the back on the side and I keep circling. And it's just, and then depending on what season it is, like now the water's nice and cold to where you can enjoy it and get a little bit more. But excuse me, I, I finally uh, invested in plunging and where I have 40, 50, right now it's 50-ish degree water ready to go. And then I plunge every day. And it really helps with the thing about why plunging works to get you out of the state of where you are, wherever, let's say you're just not, you're like, Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, when I'm really like, I wake up and I'm just not like, I wake up and I'm very excited for the day. It's just, I've been like this since I was a kid, but there's some days where I'm just like, man, I'm a little sluggish. All right. I'm just gonna hop in cold water right now. Like first thing in the morning, I'm going in 50 degree water. Yeah. I'm going to be away. I'm wide awake after that. And I'm energized. And the reason why the cold water works in that way is because when you plunge in, the brain has to go into survival mechanisms. The brain doesn't know this is temporary. Because remember, your body doesn't know it. It just responds to the signals that are going to the brain. So when you get real cold water, you go into a pure survival mode. And what happens is, is anything that was pressing or, you know, from the brain perspective, that's going to have to go away because the brain's like, nope, we need to just focus on survival. 
And then, so when you come out of that, it's like going through a stressful experience and then finding out all the stress is gone. Or you had a big fear about something and you find out it was nothing. You feel that sign of relief. You get excited. That's what the crowd, that's what cold water can do. So there's the, the other stuff I shared. That's all mind stuff to create. But then this is something you can do physically with the body and it will wake you up. It will. Uh, and for those of you, if you don't have a plunge, you can do a cold shower. If you don't like cold showers, fill up your tub with water and throw a couple bags of ice in there and let it st- sit there for like five minutes and then hop in. And all you need is two minutes. You don't need, um, if you want to challenge your mind more, um, you can go three, four, five, six. I mean, I've done, I've done 15 minutes. Uh, at 50 something degrees. Well, you um, know what? I'm 45 minutes away from the ocean. There you go. The water is probably a little colder now. And long as even here from a, just from a research perspective, just to get the benefits health wise and everything, the water only has to be 66 degrees or less. Yeah. It's just doing it hard because I don't like cold water. I hear you. Neither do I. I don't like cold anything. I don't like cold. I'm, I love the heat. I don't like cold. Yeah. So there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, it's a goop with Gwyneth Paltrow. And did with you Wim watch Hof. that? I Yes, I did. Because my wife saw it. And she's like, hey, that's Wim Hof on there. And so I'm like, well, let's watch it. You know, I love Wim Hof. I love all Yeah. So stuff. what impressed me is that she had one of her employees had, um, was it anxiety? Anxiety attacks. The blonde one. And uh, she they she jumped in that freezing water and she came out of it and she never had another anxiety attack after that. I was like, wow, that's amazing. There's, well, just the research behind that, what they're what we're understanding now is that. So think about like back in the day when we lived where we didn't have we didn't control the air, our conditioning, you know, cool it down or heat. Um our, we were, we, we, we had to adapt to the seasons. What they find out now is that actually is very beneficial for your nervous system. Your nervous system wants, it, it needs change. It needs to be challenged. Now we can control temperatures and everything. And what they believe is that it's weakening the nervous system and adaptability and so forth. It's weakening our nervous system and the strength of it. And this is why cold immersions, even heat, heat has its own benefits too. high, high heat, um, has its its benefits, uh, but the cold strengthens and builds resilience, and it can help build strengthen the immune nervous system to where you can be more resilient to life. That's why I said like the two minutes is all the health benefits. After that, it's all mental toughness and how to build your mentality to handle things and how to navigate with it. Um, but yeah, there's that's why you know what's anxiety? It's having a low threshold where stimulation comes and it overthrides and overreacts. So it almost it almost shocks. I think it's so shocking that you know it clears your mind. It it gets you to the point where you got to get out of your mind and into your body and how your body feels. I tell people. <clears throat> I tell people all the time that I go, I, what are you co-plunge? I go, well, it's for health and mostly mental. And I said, but I, it's just my bliss state. I go into bliss and they're just like, hold up. You're in cold water. How does that bliss you out? I said, here, I've done, I don't know how many plunges in my entire life. Every time I go in, I always have that initial reaction. I'm going to do some very deep breathing, very fast. So I can get my body to calm. It happens. It's like, it's like clockwork. It happens no matter how many times I've done this thing. But I go once my breathing's calm, which takes about 10 seconds. Then all of a sudden, I have to focus all my energy on just the present and being with my body. And when that happens, when you're really present, one of the emotions that come for being extremely present is bliss. And I just get to this really beautiful state. And then I'm just there. 
and I just time flies. I don't even I like three minutes goes by. I have a timer and it goes off. I'm like, wow, that was quick. Okay. That was like a meditation. Um, <laughs> and so even like I, I've done one, I've done some at five, seven minutes and like 10, I remember when I did one, I did at 10 minutes, I was blown away. I thought, I, I thought it was like three minutes because I was just so being in the moment. I, I think mentally I already knew it was gonna be a longer time, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm just going to focus here. And I was just doing breathing exercise, just breathing, just nice, slow breathing. And then all of a sudden I went to a space, I came back and then I'm like, and I hear the timer went off like 30 seconds later. And I was like, no, it couldn't be 10 minutes. She couldn't be I'm like, wow. All right. Time to get out. Let's do it. Yeah. I think I've actually gotten there through dancing because I used to go out dancing a lot when I was in college <clears throat> and I would go straight to the dance floor. And I would dance and dance and I would take breaks to go to the bathroom and drink something and then go back to the dance floor. So after a while, you get that endorphin rush. But I also now I'm realizing I'm just in my body after a while. You're not thinking about anything because you're moving your body to the beats of the music. So you're not thinking, you're just moving. And so I I got into that endorphin like high i would hit a high eventually <laughs> i i could totally relate that's how i was in high school i i would i would say dancing was the thing that we we, we i was no, notorious to go to a dance club and then the, the girls because it was mostly the, well the guys would dance but the girls is one we would we all dance with and hang out with most of the time and it would be like we would literally go get there like at nine, 10 o'clock, whatever, and dance to who knows when and nonstop. I literally just yep. go get water and then, you know, go to the bathroom and then get back and continue. And it was just, it was the things we did. And I always said that was like my savior. And and then I got into, you know, I learned a little bit of static dance and I was just like, that's cool. Just let your body go. And and, yep. I, and it's amazing how hard that is for people. It was hard for me in the beginning, like let go. I don't have music and there's music, but I'm like, do I just go to the beat? Do I do my normal dancing? What kind of dancing? You know, I'm in my head instead of just yeah. letting my body just go with the beat and just enjoy it. Who cares what movements I'm doing? Um, and uh, yeah, there's just, I think that's, there's also just, again, like you said, it's getting back into the body. That's why I like Latin dancing so much because when you, when I was, do, when I'm doing a salsa or a, cum, a bachata or something along those lines, when I really get into the zone, I'm so out of my mind and so mm -hmm. slow. And so in sync with the other person too, because I'm feeling them as I'm trying to lead that it's, it's just awesome. Like, that's why I tell people, like, I used to tell them my patients all the time. I'm like, go learn Latin dancing because I, or any type of dance. I go, I've never seen a person who dances depressed. Just never have. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not, they're not experiencing depression somewhere in their life. I'm just saying when they're dancing and when they're out. I've always, the people I was always around, especially in the Latin area community, dancing and all them and my friends and so forth always smiling, always happy, always having a good time when they dance. And I was always like, something to that. There's something yeah. to it. Of course, now I understand neurologically what it is, but it's, it was just always something. Well, you can't, if you're dancing, you can't be thinking and dancing to the music. You have to move to the music or you're going to be behind actually because your body will move faster than your thoughts will want you to do you know what i mean oh it's even like with salsa leading like if i'm trying to I'm, i got the beat in my head i'm feeling the beat right and then all of a sudden i'm like all right what's my next move which move should i do here what move should i do here i'll mess it up and my guiding won't be there or something i miss a step or whatever it may be but then when it's just like just going with the flow and i'm just like i'm gonna go here and then i just i just go and don't think it's so much way better 
One of the things I wanted to mention that might help a listener is you were talking about going into the past and finding something that excites you. Well, what came up for me is what I love about what I do is after, after one energy healing session, the difference that I see in my clients. I mean, they come in, look stressed. Sometimes they're crying. Sometimes, you know, you can look at someone and look at their body language and look at their energy and they're just so stressed. And then after just an hour of Reiki and energy healing, they're smiling, their body is relaxed. They're telling you they feel peaceful and relaxed. Some people have said, I have I don't remember the last time I felt peaceful. So it's achievable. It's doable. Go and find yourself an energy healer to help you get there. And then the more you do it, the longer lasting the effects will be. And then we can teach you how to maintain it and keep that bliss. Right? So I, I like wanted it, yeah. to ask you about the energy healing because I know you are Reiki trained, but you've also trained in other modalities. So what are the other modalities that you have learned? So many. Um, Two-point touch therapy, timeline therapy, motion code, reconnection healing, ma matrix energetics. Uh, what other ones are out there? There's a couple of chiropractic ones that are um, energy base um, with releasing things and so forth. But it's chiropractic, like quantum integration is one of them um so that's, that's just, just i'm trying to think of anything else i mean i was reiki also um there's a are you a reiki master reiki master and trainer okay i haven't i haven't done any of that since i don't know 2010 or 11 um but it was one of those things i was i wanted to learn healing and and, and the reason why was because when i got into chiropractic school the first year and a half roughly of chiropractic school is identical to medical school and I came from a, my chiropractor who got me into it was very philosophical. Chiropractic's made out of three things, art, which is the, the techniques they use, the science, and then the philosophy. Chiropractic comes from hermetic principles. Um, or we come from occult practices, really. Uh, and saying that, some people are like, no, don't say that, that sounds, but it really is true. I mean, you go, um, I have friends who are in the Freemason world and they, they uh, the things they learn there is interesting. When we look at chiropractors and us evolving, all of them are Freemasons or bone and skulls or a lot of part of different secret societies. And one of the Freemasons they learn is hermetic principles. And when I was in chiropractic school, one of the books they were having us read or uh, learn from was something called the 33 principles of chiropractic. And I was like, wow, this is a cool book. 33 principles of chiropractic. Great. I'm gonna learn about this. When I started reading, it had nothing to do with chiropractic. Not one thing. doesn't mention anything about it. It's all about universe, energy, innate intelligence, universal intelligence. In other words, God, Allah, whatever you want to call it and the soul. But some people argue in chiropractic that innate intelligence isn't the soul. And I'm like, what is the thing that governs the, what's the difference between a dead body and a body that's alive? We call it innate intelligence. It's the only thing that's running through their body. that's keeping them up and running and doing everything. Well, just change that term to a soul. Anyhow, long story short, the inventor of chiropractic came from the energy world. He was actually a magnetic healer. He had a lot of success, but he talked about tone. He talked about all these different things. And, but yet I wasn't learning that. And I wanted to learn that. And unfortunately I didn't know where to go. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go into energy healing. And Reiki was the first thing I went into, started to open up the world. And I started realizing I was already doing that. 
like not Reiki with the symbols and everything like that, but just hands-on doing stuff. Like people that have yeah. headaches, I can put my hands on their head, my hands on their head, and within five minutes, the headache will be gone. Um, but I learned some cool things there, and then that's when I was like, "This is great," but I want to learn more. I want to know what other things are out there. And then it was about ten to twelve different things I learned. Um, then I realized it's just energy, and then I just started to put pieces together of what I liked um, that resonated with me. And then I started to utilize that from time to time. Um, and then at the end of the day, as you already know, everything's intention. And in chiropractic, we say that, but it was like, how can I, cause my, my thing was, is how can I do energy healing, but then also do chiropractic, but also not spend 30 minutes to an hour. And I was just like, man, this is going to be interesting. Um, but then I realized over time, I set the intention of what I'm doing. You do and- it at the same time. So I know a local massage therapist, she's a Reiki master and she gives you rate. She gives you Reiki while she's massaging you. You do it at the same time. Exactly. And what I've learned is I can do things with my head doing stuff, whatever it may be. And I always, with patients, I would always connect my energy with them. And then I would, I would ground myself. And it's funny how this works because patients would be like, how did you remember the conversation we had like last week or a month or even sometimes a year ago? I'm like, I did it. And like, what do you mean? I go, if you asked me when I was in the other room, what we're going to be talking about right now, or I was going to bring up to you, I would have told you, I don't remember it, but because I connect with you, that's how I know I'm in sync. And then all of a sudden things will come to me and I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's so-and-so how's this happening? Hey, how's this going on over here? Um, but then yes, it's doing the work. And, and, and one of the techniques, um, that I learned in quantum integration, it's kind of like you're when we're releasing something, we're actually like using words and, and a phrase to help, um, you know, correct the body as we're making specific adjustments and so forth. And setting, it's like an intention thing with it. And so I was like, great, I'm just going to use that with that. And sometimes I would feel things and some people didn't want to talk to me. Like some people are, you know, I could just feel their energies closed if I bring this up about it, but I'd use prayers and I do certain things and certain stuff to help to be like, when I make this adjustment, I, I could just, I could feel where they're at. I'm like, okay, I'm going to say, while I make this adjustment, I'm going to set a high vibrational intention here for them. And so be it, it is done. And then I check clear. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, we're good. And that, that did really well. Move on to the next. Um, and then once in a while for patients, I would do, if I saw stuff that just wasn't, I could feel the energy is just not where it needs to get to at a certain point. Then I'd be like, you know what? We got to do some emotion code releasing, but I, I wouldn't call it emotion code because I don't follow the book of what they teach. Um, I just use, I use the initial part and then I take other principles from other things like two point touch therapy and uh, some of the quantum stuff, quantum integration stuff and some other things. And I incorporate all that together and it's cool. I mean, I always say at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we do as long as it works. Like as long as you, as long as I can test it, find it and I can test it after the C that I clear it. And as long as I know I can do those two things, we're good. Cause I'll figure everything else out. Yeah. You're just like me. You just change <laughs> it. You change it and adjust it and. You know, you bring in your own techniques and you're using your intuition to do what feels right. And that's what I do, you know? So even though I'm Reiki trained, a lot of what I do and teach is not even in the manuals because it comes from experience, you know? So I wanted to ask you, you said that there are two things that causes all disease and illness. What are they? Yeah, this I, people always love this one. It's real suppose it's basically a deficiency and or a toxicity. So when you when you look at those two and how they get broken down, that leads to the breakdown of the body 
in some way, shape or form um, that will then lead to a condition, an illness, disease, whatever it may be. So can you give an example? Yeah, totally. So deficiencies are going to come in the essence of obviously the most common one is nutrition. Um, you know, if you're not getting the proper nutrients that your body needs, um, you know, we're in a today and age where even Saguru, uh, for some who may know who he is, he's the guy who's everyone's, if a lot of people are following him, I'm like, I've been studying, my friends will be like, Hey, did you hear about this guy? I'm like, don't you remember I was sharing him like seven years ago, but he's on a big, <laughs> he's on a big movement now about food and soil and talking about how, I remember I saw a video of him saying this, uh, I think it was 1920, one orange to get the same nutrients. You need eight of them. You know, so that's a deficiency and we're seeing, and we're going to, we're continually going down that route unless we change our soils around, but deficiency is a movement in the body. Our body is designed to move. That's what it needs to do. That's what charges our brain up. Um, it feeds our brain. If we don't move enough that you're creating deficiency of that. And then there's, uh, there's mental, emotional, good input of the, you know, you're not having good thoughts and good emotions, um, not having good sleep, deficiency in sleep. Uh, these are just a few, I mean, even deficiency of your nervous system functioning well, that's another one that plays a huge role, uh, on all these kind of things. So when we don't, when we have deficiencies, we're not giving the body what it needs to thrive. And so when thriving isn't happening, we go into survival and then survival will lead to eventually something. Um, the same thing with toxicities, it's just the opposite. Like, so when we don't move well, we create toxicities because our brain goes into stress mode when we don't get the movement we need. Um, again, toxicities in our food, just look at what we do to our food, our water. There is not a, there's not a speck of water in the entire world that doesn't have some form of toxicities. Now some fire retardant PCB places that never even, you know, they, they, they've done this in like the middle of the Pacific ocean where it's like the farthest point and they tested the water and there's fire retardants in it and so forth of some form. So we look at that. We look at our foods, look at the things we use with, uh, uh, how we clean the house, you know, all these things that, that that's a big culprit. But then there's, you know, again, when we don't sleep, you know, lack of sleep is the same as being stressed out, what it causes mood issues, sugar imbalances, heart disease, cancers, and all those kind of things. And so when we don't get sleep, we're in increasing toxicities within our body and not letting our body detox properly and so forth. We already know a negative thought decreases one's immune system. So imagine the thoughts and emotions we're having. Look at all the fear that's pumped out into the world. That's causing toxicities in some way, shape or form. And this causes, this creates imbalances within the body. And like I said, it's going to put it into a survival mode, which then makes it hard. It's going to be in that state and it's only can stay there for so long. You know, if we were in survival modes, like animals are, they're only stressed for a short period of time. And then they go back to whatever calms them, relaxes them. Uh, humans, we don't do that. We're stressed all day long, months at a time, years at a time. And we don't, and, and then we wonder why we're seeing ourselves getting sicker and sicker and sicker as a society. And also toxicities happen when we don't have our nervous system functioning well, because when our nervous system isn't functioning properly, we're stuck in a state of stress. And then when you're stuck in a state of stress, the same thing happens that way. So what are some of the solutions to this? So we're not depressing our listeners. <laughs> I know. So it sounds like a lot and it's just the way the world is, but the, the answer is health is so simple, right? Organic foods, get rid of all the stuff that has pesticides on it. You know, that's, that's going to be the first thing. Be as close as you can to the source. Farmer markets, grow your own food. Um, the better we can do that, the better the quality of nutrients you're getting there. Have a good filter system with your water. You know, reverse osmosis is one of the best, but it is dead water. You have to put a little bit of minerals in there to wake it back up. 
Um, you can, you know, those, those are just like simple things. Take a walk every day. Like we don't, you know, some people say, well, I have to work. I sit and work I, for eight hours a day on, a, on, a, on, a, on my computer. Okay. Take 50 minutes and then walk for five minutes. Take a five minute break. Well, I don't I can't, I need to work. Don't worry. You're going to be more productive because your brain is activated and alerts more when you move. So if you can continue the movement, your brain doesn't become stagnant. Um, you know, great chiropractor, find someone who's very philosophical based because that, you know, removing those nerve interferences, it allows light to flow, consciousness to flow, which allows healing and health to be expressed better. Um, you know, these are just some of the things, you know, when it comes to thoughts, you know, try to focus on more positive thoughts. You know, everyone has negative thoughts, but we can flip that negative thought into a positive. And so those are just some of the things uh, that we can do uh, in safer way or form. Um, simple stuff. We don't have to, you know, go into crazy things. I mean, these are just simple things to do um, to really help enhance sleep. Make sure you're getting good sleep. I'm not saying you need seven to nine hours of sleep. I'm an individual that doesn't need that. I need about six and a half is my my sweet spot. Um, I've tested. I use tech to follow and make sure that it is right. Um and, you know, sleep is so critical. And I know that's kind of common sense, but humans in America specifically, we're getting less and less sleep. So. Yeah, I think that's a lot of really good advice. Um, man, there's so much, right? There's so much that we could do, but I think the thoughts are really important. I think if we allow ourselves to be very negative, it affects everything in our life, the quality of our life. So we really have to become better disciplined at focusing on the positive and releasing the negative, like not going down that rabbit hole of negativity because it doesn't help you or anyone else. No. And it's also too, like, what do you expose yourself that's negative around you? Right. You watch the news often because the news is 99% fear based or bad news. Well, it creates fear. Um, are you gossiping? Are you not, you know, what, what are the things you're giving energy to that's around you? Cause those are whatever that vibration is you're exposing yourself to that's going to affect you, uh, in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So I think we're coming up on the hour, but I do want to ask you one more question. Um, what is the matrix? So the matrix in, in, in a more simple, another term for it is just human collective consciousness. Right. And so the, the, the aspect of what the, the matrix the matrix exists in all elements. So we have the human, you know, the human level humans have our, we have the matrix there. Dogs have it. Cats have it. Our, our planets have it. The solar system does the galaxy does the universe does. Um, and, and, and the purpose of it is, you know, it gives us an experience, right? So some people say, well, the matrix is bad. We got to break out of it. No, the matrix is not bad or good. It just is, uh, and it's our purpose and our role to set an intention every day to be outside of the vibration of that matrix, um, choose to be outside of it so that we can have a different experience than what everyone else is experiencing. And, uh, but there's also sub matrices under it that make it up, make up the main matrix. So we have continents, we have, we have, uh, countries, we have states, towns, all those things that come all the way down to the individual. And so that is the, the layering of it and wherever the vibration of wherever the matrix is really creates the commonality of what all we all experience. I always tell people like the president you see for a country is not because of votes is because of the, it can be because of the votes, but it's really because of the vibration. That's the deeper level. And then that's creating the, the, what the, the individuals are going to experience because they're attracting that because what people don't realize is 
we the people have the power. We've heard it all the time, but we really do. And it's one of those things where we can start to understand coming back into that element of being right and stepping into that place. If we don't like a president, you know, let's, you don't like a president or whatever it may be. A lot of times it's all this force energy that we do. Instead, if we, the people just shift and change, we can choose a better one just from the power of doing that. So take back your power, people. I've been saying this for a while. You're a powerful interdimensional being. You dictate what happens on the planet and what your experience is going to be. So yeah, I mean, if, if you're not happy with where you're at, make a change. The change shifts the energy into something better, into something different. And if you're clogged up your energy and you don't have the 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 uh, motivation or whatever, go see an energy healer and they'll clear you out. And then all of a sudden you'll have motivation, inspiration, and energy to change your life. I've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and the cool thing about that is when you do stuff like that, you're at a higher vibe and then it also helps liberate others around you through the law of association to be able to do the same thing. Or have that, not the same experience, like going to do that, but have that vibration opportunity to, to feel that. And then that creates a ripple effect. And as the ripple effect continues, that's how we shift the matrix instead of letting there's powers of be, there's people, you know, because some people ask, can the matrix be controlled? I'm like, absolutely. Remember, who controls the matrix? We do, right? But if there's people of power or influence and they can influence the eyes to see something in a certain way, guess what? They're the ones that control it because they're controlling us to see something in a certain way. And then when they have that influence, they gain more power because they control behaviors. And then this cycle just continually is going, and this has been going on for thousands of years in humanity. Um, but I think we're at a time now where it's like the power is going back to the people. There is a shift happening. And it's just a matter of time now to where <clears throat> hopefully I get to see, I think I will in my lifetime where people are like, well, this is how we are going to be. This is where we're shifting our energy to. And this is the reality of what we're going to create. And then it's just, they all do it. And we, we have a different experience and so forth. Well, you know, honestly, I don't think we would be here if it wasn't going to happen in our lifetime. I wouldn't have been here. My soul, my, I, one time I was talking to a medium and I asked, I was like, Can I, I want to talk to my true self. I want to really know. Why? Because I've had some people, I've had some work done where they're like, you know, how many times have I been here on earth? And I, I always felt like I don't come here often. Just something I felt like I, I even felt that I wasn't from here. I always knew that as a kid, but I always felt like I don't come here often. I come here only in specific times. So I was like, when's the last time from our linear perspective, I was here. And they're like, you were here back in uh, the, the Magda Carta, which was like, what, 1200s? Yeah. And and then they're like, time before that was 800 and the time for that was before Christ. And I was just like, so I don't come here often. They're like, no, you like to come to things, your soul. And I start laughing and I just know that's truth when I start laughing with this. They're like, you like to go into things and metal things up. Like when there's a time for like a breakthrough of something or something along those lines, he goes, that's, that's when your soul likes to come in and do that. And I'm like, man, I thought that was just me in this lifetime, but I really feel like that's like, that's like, that's like a part of me. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's yeah. what you like to do. You look for stuff that's fun like that. And what that taught me was too, though, is like when we talk about free will, because a lot of people have their own beliefs. Like so you have to look at the Hindus, Hindu culture. It's all about, well, you got to work your way through and let all your karma go and all these other things. And then you can go up into there. And I was always like, that makes no sense. Because if it's free, if it's really free will, you get to choose when. And if I chose that I want to do this anymore, I can just say I'm done with earth or I'm done with the universe. I'm going to go on to another one and, and experience, go, go play there. 
And, um, and I've talked to souls about that and they're like, that's how it is. Like you, you, you go, you can choose whenever you want to, but you've already mapped out an agreement to how many times you want to do this, but they're like, but you can choose too, if you want, if you're like, I'm done. I had enough experiences. My, my thing is I definitely chose to come. I mean, and I had a long list of what I wanted to accomplish. And so, you know, we have guides, but they know what those things are. So the guides are just reminding you of what you wanted to do. So they're not telling you what to do. They're reminding you as like a friend, you know, a, a good friend would be like, well, Tina, you wanted to do this. Or, you know, Tina, if you go this route, you will accomplish this. So how do you feel about that? You know, so they're hinting and helping and guiding because they know the laundry list. So no one's making you do anything. It's you. You are the one. You are the one that made the plan. And you forgot the plan when you were born here and your guides are reminding you. So figure out how you can start remembering what that is and following it. And then that's where the satisfaction and the joy is going to be. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's just, that's why I like the whole thing on feelings. Cause that's where you really, that's, what's going <clears> to <throat> guide you in that way. Once you can, you know, build, rebuild that intuition that you have within, that's where they'll, they'll, they'll help. But it, it's so cool. You get the plan of life out, all the blueprint stuff and all that. And then you have people helping, making sure that happens for you, guiding you along the way that, you know, nudging you when you need to, giving you a feeling or trying to throw a pivot point. If you're going down the wrong path, it's not lying to what you wanted to experience. Um, it's so cool. It gives me, it gives me a whole appreciation and a whole different way of like, it just taught me more to, to like, just let go. Like everything's I'm going to the experience that I need to experience. You know, it's like one of the souls said, like, you can want to become a billionaire if you want, but if it's not in your soul contract, it's not happening. And I was always like, come on, man, but that's where I want to go. Like not happening. So stop trying to figure things out. Instead, learn to, feel these things out and you'll be guided to where you have to go the reason like, yeah the reason why we need to feel it is because that's the language of the soul yeah it lies within the feeling it is not in your head amen to that <laughs> well it was so fun talking with you victor uh, we could talk about this all day but I would love it if you could share your contact information, your website, and how people can contact you. Yeah, uh, my 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 website is empoweryourreality.com. That's where all my mindset stuff is and stuff I do with coaching. Uh, and, and along there, I have some free resources like on the power of visualization and so forth. And on the bottom left corner, you can find out my socials on there and connect if you ask any questions. On the health side, um, I have a website called healthbydrvic.com. That's where I do more of my health stuff there. I have a podcast there. I have a free book on the ebook on the power of visualization, uh, not visualization, uh, fasting. Um, a big aspect of fasting and so forth, why the science is, the importance behind it and so forth. And so you can check all that stuff there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. 
I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218, or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.